But I want you to look out at that audience and I want you to think to yourself, I'm a voice in this world and damn it, I deserve to be heard. Now I want you to stand up and I want you to say I'm it. A voice We're going to say world. it together. <laughs> I'm a voice in this world and I deserve to be heard. Welcome to They Say with D. Lachey, where everyone has a voice in this world and deserves to be heard. This podcast is a no-judgment zone designed to give a place to discuss any and everything, from the male-female relationship dynamics, family and friendships, to self-care and overall growth and development. So buckle up, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the ride. And now, they say with G. Lachey. Hey, 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 it's your girl, D. Lachey. And I'm back for another great episode of They Say the Podcast with D. Lachey. So... Today, we're going to continue the power series. Today's episode is entitled The Power of Silence. And I have another special guest. That's what I'm striving to do on each one of these power series topics. I want to discuss it with somebody who I think is great for that particular topic. So I'll bring on um, my guest in just a minute. The first thing that I wanna do, like I've been doing, is give a little background to the um, words in this particular title. We discussed already what power is. Um, We know that power is the ability to do something or to direct or influence the behavior of others possibly, or either the course of events. Power ultimately is the possession of control. And then when we look at silence, silence, you have the verb aspect of silence, which is being still to rest or to be quiet. And then you have the noun, portion of silence, which is simply just the absence of sound or noise or stillness. Now, um, generally we know silence means it's no noise, you know, going on in communication. It's ultimately putting you in a place of just being able to listen or observe. Now there's three types of silence, of course. There may be more, but this is just in my research and kind of getting prepared to discuss the topic. I saw that there were three types of silence. One being in speech, the other being desire, and then another being thought. So we're gonna dive right in and talk about the types of silence. 
So what I'm going to do is bring on my special guest. Some of you who are my listeners actually know my special guest. I personally selected her because I think she is the person to talk about in regards to the power of silence. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on to you the homegirl who is all over. She's a, a, I forget her, her, her traveling name. I'll let her tell you what her traveling name is in a moment, but she's my traveling friend. Um, she's great. She's great. So without further ado, here is Perry's story. I'm here. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello hey. to your listeners. <laughs> hey, Peter. <laughs> so, I'm live okay. in living color with they say with D. Lachey. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. This is something that you know that I've been talking about for some years of wanting to do a podcast. So I am here and I'm grateful. It's great. It's great, it's great, it's great. Thank you, though, for taking time out of your busy day to come and sit in the booth with me um, virtually. <laughs> of course, I am so happy and excited to be here and to be a part of this series and seeing your vision come. You've been talking about this vision, Dewana, since I met you, and I've known you now for seven years. So congratulations on your launch and your inaugural year. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm really grateful that I'm in a place um, in my life right now where just I feel like different things are just, you know, popping off. It's jumping off. I don't know if it's the thing of turning 50, but I'm grateful. So before we go to further, I want too much further. I want to, you know, because I said you're my traveling friend. What's the term that you use? I forget. I traveled under the Travel Bum Diaries, which Bum Bum stood for Beautiful, Unique, and Magical. So it was a a time in my life when I was (laughs) running away from responsibility. Grown up runaway, but that was the term. That was my blog, basically, Travel Bum Diaries. And it's, you know, you blessed people, though, with that. You know, just seeing you be able to unapologetically just go, you know. You know, like you said, I never, I don't think I've ever known you to to say you were running away from responsibility. But to me, I looked at it like, that's what I want to do one day. It's just be <laughs> free, you know, like get rid of everything and just go live your life. So that blessed me to see you doing what you were doing. And I think that was probably right around the time that I became acquainted with you, probably. Yeah, 2015, the year when I was traveling, I lived at the time. So for the listeners benefit, I at the time was living in San Diego. I was a director of communications for an elected official and I resigned. Um, I came into some money and normally when I come into some money, I'll just start giving it away and blessing people. But this time I came into some money and I said, you know what, I'm going to do what I always wanted to do. And I took off. I sold everything and took off. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, hey, 
you are living your best life. So I ain't mad at you. That is definitely great. Now, that kind of, to me, is an easy transition into this conversation because um, recently you posted something on Facebook and we talked about it. I think it was a memory that you had um, reshared about your making a move and you know learning that you have to be silent about your moves or your plans or whatnot so elaborate a little bit if you will on that like what like what's the importance because you truthfully i'm gonna i'm gonna just get in your business a little bit now you're the person <laughs> who will cheer other people on all day long you know you are a cheerleader I feel like you are a person that I've been able to confide in about things, you know, all different areas. I feel like that I've, you know, I've, I've entrusted you to be able to, even when sometimes we've had little clashes sometimes between us that never changed how I viewed you as like a secret keeper. If you want to use that term. So, you know, you're in the mix with people you don't, I've never, in the seven years that I've known you, I've never known you to be a gossiper or you don't talk bad about people or anything like that. So being that you're like this, and then I saw that post, like what made you that way? You know, this is such a powerful series. I had just really finished listening to Ebony's series, The Power of trauma and I have been thinking about this silent silence but um, I think how it started was of course I'm a believer um, and years ago one of my colleagues had a sign that said patience was a weapon patience and silence are weapons and so um, I didn't know it at the time that I would start moving in silence because I had always lived a very open book kind of life to want to just ask me anything and I'll tell you anything but I um, had determined that I wasn't going to die five minutes from where I was born I was born and raised in Detroit and I just did not want to stay there and so 2008 was the first year I learned how to do what we're talking about today how to move without talking to a lot of people and um, I would I would basically say it started in my late 30s mm. That's deep. Now, I know that we were talking about how sometimes when you overshare, and, and in this particular instance, I'll kind of use a little bit of my own um, experience with learning to be silent, because like you said, you know, you lived a very, you know, kind of public type of, you know, ask me whatever, um, type of life and I'm kind of the same way um, I probably you know to some people maybe a lot of people maybe overshare I may talk more about my life um, and things that happen in my life my children different things like that I may talk about it publicly more than the next person and you know that's just who I've learned over a period of time to be and there's been different situations that have occurred with me where I'm now 
learning really the power of silence, you know, why it's so beneficial to be silent. And I know one of the things we were talking about um, from that uh, memory that you shared was how sometimes you can be sharing something in your life that's going on and people, because of their concern for you, will sometimes give their unwarranted opinions, you know, and it kind of can be a negative to what it is that you're trying to do. So I know, you know, at that particular time, I believe you were moving and you, I remember you sharing with me, hey, you talked to God about it. God said it was okay. So I'm, you know, gonna do this. And so for me, that's what I'm learning to do you know, in my life. So, you know, I I definitely, that hit me, I think at a time in my life where I was dealing with some things pertaining to being an oversharer. So I'm gonna say thank you publicly for that because I think it was a message that I needed right at that particular time. Well, you know, I like to think of these lessons as air and attire, they seep, We catalog them. We have to go back and reference them. So I've had this opportunity to do things that people would perceive as foolish, you know? Uh So I had to learn that the way that I wanted to move in the earth, I just didn't need everyone weighing in on it. Even people that love us, Tawana, and root for us. All of this I learned in my initial launch out here. When I quit my job, I had what people thought was a really good job in Detroit and I resigned that job to move to San Diego um, and I didn't have a job so when you're talking to people and you're saying I'm gonna quit my good job and I'm moving to a city with no job they begin to project a natural fear you know like what are you doing at the time my son was still young you know they're like what are you doing you know you moving So um, I didn't tell a lot of people my favorite and I have my favorite and in all the world. I told her first and her reaction. Let me know. okay, don't tell people this because they're not going to have the best reaction to you quitting Mm -hmm. this job with a kid in tow heading down to San Diego with no job. But um, I've just learned so many lessons about when you have that private time with God and you have faith. You need to limit the amount of voices in your ear. When I when I got instruction that I could leave Detroit, I asked the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm a praying person. So everybody listening may not be a Christian, but this is how I've moved. You know, I asked the Holy Spirit to have the bullhorn in my life. And that's all I could afford to listen to, if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Oh, it, it most definitely does. You know, one of the things um, that I give disclosure on, you know, constantly is I am a believer. Um, you know, Jesus Christ is my everything. And they say the podcast is not a churchy, you know, type of podcast. However, I am a believer. And so there may be certain aspects that I will talk about something that is, you know, spiritual. And then there may be times that I'm talking about something that people might perceive as ratchet or I thought she said, she, <laughs> you know, spiritual. I thought she said she was a God lover. The, the thing that I will tell people is if you hear me 
you know, go left a little bit, pray for me. <laughs> you know, pray well, for me. Multi, we're multi-dimensional people, so I wouldn't characterize it as ratchet. You just have many facets. You're a diamond, so a diamond has many facets to me. Yeah. And um, Absolutely. So I, I, I share that with the listeners to say, when you're learning how to move in silence and moving by faith, sometimes you will do things that people think are foolish mm-hmm. or presumptuous. Um, mm-hmm. Years ago, Dr. Price, Dr. Fred Price, he had a book called Faith, Foolishness and Presumption. And mm-hmm. I had read about that. Like it's, it's different when you're moving in faith. And so uh, that was the biggest lesson. 2008, mm-hmm. I moved from Detroit to San Diego and you know I, I had a good job I got a job in San Diego I was working a job and and of course got promoted and then I resigned that job and an opportunity arose for me to go and live in Europe I always wanted to backpack through Europe so I did that for a year and then um, I had to move back to America now mind you all of these big moves I make without jobs and mm-hmm. so um, I know there are after school specials made about people who have jumped out in faith and lived in cars and, you know, went into poverty. That's not my testimony, although God can use all those testimonies. He gave it to me how to jump out here and not have jobs and get jobs. I figured out when I lived in San Diego because I worked for the city of Detroit. I said, well, I'll just go from state to state working in the cities I live in. And that's what I I normally do. What you said, though, it kind of reminds me of when the Bible tells us to guard our our hearts because that's where everything flows from. You know, your heart going from your heart to your mind and then, you know, your mouth. So being silent definitely can be protective, you know, for your just an indifferent aspects not only the spiritual and the emotional but even you know the physical because you don't want to tell everybody you know all the time the moves that you're making but one of the benefits I think spiritually of being quiet um, essentially is how does God get to speak to you if you never take the time you know to just be silent you know just be silent like how in that situation with you, you know, where you say God told you this, like some people that may not have that relationship may look at it and say, well, how how does God tell you it's okay for you to jump up and leave, you know, without a job or, you know, whatever the case may be. But that's a personal conversation between you and God. And I know for me, the times that, that God has really been speaking to me in my life, is ultimately when it's absolute silence a lot of times and I sit and I can just relax, meditate, you know, nothing else is going on, you know, nothing else has my attention. So there's there's just definitely power, um, you know, in being able to be silent. So it is a great thing to hear somebody with a success story about being able to, you know, get up and move. And like you said, every situation doesn't have to be where somebody has jumped out here and had to live in their car or, you know, was eating ramen noodles 
you know, for a period of time. You know, every success story doesn't have to be like that. You know, I always say, what kind of God wants you to be broke, poor, and raggedy? You know what I mean? I think that sometimes we set ourselves up for certain situations. Like if you're not being fruitful in your life, then you kind of have to look at your own self and say, what am I doing in my life that has me in this position? You know, that's a whole nother, um, <laughs> whole nother topic. But um, definitely I feel like the power of learning how to be silent. And like I said, just going back to my own journey, I feel like there's been some things um, this year that I've really, really, really have to learn. And I'm very grateful for people that God has in my life right now. Um, one particular individual, you know, he's just absolutely amazing. I, you know, I love him like to death. He's, I love him to life. No, not, not to death. I love him to life. He's amazing. He's my friend, um, first and foremost, but um, he shared something with me not too long ago about the benefits of being silent and there was a situation where i had shared um something that had taken place and it it was a happy moment for me you know i'm sharing it out of just being happy and i don't know if the perception was that i was being messy or or whatnot but what he said to me um and he said it in a way that he was clear it's not necessarily just about anything personal but take this lesson with you throughout life you don't want to share something when it's in the developmental stage because that can be damaging you don't want to lose out on something or miss an opportunity because you shared it when it wasn't the right time to share mm -hmm. so i thought about that and I, like, I I don't remember, I, I know I got a little teary-eyed because I was expecting there to be a negative blow from what I had shared. And it didn't work that way, you know? It, it didn't work that way at all. It was more so there was an understanding of why it was that I shared. There was the knowledge of who I am and how I speak. If I'm speaking about something that's going on in my life, I'm generally happy about it. So it's coming from a happy place, even if I am oversharing. So that part was, I okay, I get that, but pull back some, you know what I mean? You don't wanna mess up something before you have the opportunity, before the opportunity is fully there where it's where it's supposed to be. And I took and I looked at that and I thought, you're right, you know, you're right. So I had to self-check because when you think about it, companies that launch things, they don't tell you what they're getting ready to launch until it's ready to launch. You know, when people have a product or, you know, something that they're getting ready to, to put out here, they are very protective of it until it's ready. And we have to be like that sometimes as people. 
you know so definitely i um i think it was so powerful <laughs> talking about this power series but i think it is so powerful what you're saying because sometimes and i used to be this way this is why i can relate you are um, by nature very gifted with talking, right? You're anointed to do it. And so you sometimes talk through your thoughts. But the, mm-hmm. thing, um, the thing with learning to move in silence is you get trusted people. You know, you get trusted people that you talk about uh, certain things with things that you need faith to move but if it's just general conversation, so through the years I had to learn this, right? When I was young, I talked way too much. You know, yeah. I, I I just talk way too much. And um and I was known for that. Oh, Perry's a talker. And then as I grew up more um throughout my thirties, I started going through a transition and into my forties. Um I just learned the value of being able to keep a secret, what we call put it in a vault like Jacques Cousteau. We're going to put it in a vault, put it in the sea and never go back to it. That really was a lesson that came to me in my 40s on how to not not betray confidences, but living like I told you, I quit for a year and went to live in Europe, but I didn't speak English for a year. You know, the only English I spoke was a little job I got in on base um, talking to the soldiers that would come to Germany for training. So my whole conditioning changed. When I was 43, living in a country and visiting countries that didn't speak English, using Google Translate to buy groceries, to everything, order on menus, I just got away from speaking so much. Um, because there was nobody to speak English with. I took Zumba in other languages and I just learned rhythms. That's how I have gotten where I am today. I'm 50. I've gotten where I am today uh, and not talking excessively is, is through a series of experiences. And I think for you and all the people listening that want to move more in silence because they've felt the backlash of maybe talking too much or just had to reap on things they sold that they didn't understand. I think you just start doing one step at a time. You know, if you have that need to talk through your thoughts, get you a trusted group that you only talk with them. People that are tried and true and trusted that you can just trust to keep your secrets. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with that. And like you said, for me, I am a person that processes, or I've been rather, I've been a person who processes while I'm doing something, you know? And even when it comes to, I've learned this about myself um, on the job training. Um, I learn things better while I'm doing it. You know, I can do the, the theory part of things, the book part, you know, we're taking in all of this knowledge. But for me, where it really sticks is when I'm actually doing it. So I think when it comes to my mind and how I've kind of fashioned it, I would say, to work is I process things and I'm talking it out. Like if something is bothering me or something is going on, I'm talking about it. And a lot of times that can be looked at as venting. Um, and so that's pretty much a lot of times what I'm doing. And what I've found is that when I'm doing that, I tend to sometimes 
talk too much and I'm oversharing and I'm saying things sometimes that maybe don't need to be shared. And it's like, oops, I didn't mean to say that or oops, I didn't want to say that. So for me, like I said, that that situation just reminded me, you know, that it's okay to just be quiet. And honestly, I'm gonna tell you just just really this might be a typical uh believer type of, you know, thing. But I'm finding now in the last couple of months that if I really, really want to talk, I'm just going to sit in my room and talk to God the same way my conversations with God will literally be how I'm talking to you right now. You know, like just God, so what's up, man? You know, like what's going on? You, you know, I this is happening right now in my life. This is what I want to be happening. I ain't like this, or this person is is getting on my last nerve, God. You know, give me the strength to deal with this. Like I really have found that if I sit and I'm really just talking out loud to God, that's giving me that therapeutic processing time to get it out because I feel like that's ultimately what I need to do. But I feel less compelled to share things because ultimately, like I said, going back to sometimes opinions and, um, you know, just people being able to say, hey, well, this is how I feel about this, or this is how I feel about that, or, you know, I don't think you should be doing this, or I don't think you should be doing that, or, oh, I don't see this, or, oh, I don't see that. Or even some people will go as far as to say, oh, well, that's dumb, or, you know, that's not a good look, or, you know, whatever, because they can't see what it is that you're trying to do, or they don't have your same passion, or they're just not, you know, where you are. And everybody's moved is you know not the same everybody's um you know path is not the same so it definitely for me i feel like being silent allows me more ability to channel you know my energies my thoughts gives me you know more clarity you know even with being calm when i find myself irritated about something or you know, I'm mad about something, just sitting for a little while, being quiet, it ultimately, you know, just changes the dynamics of things. And so just the power of silence and its ability to just change things. You know, you, you hear that. I saw something while I was kind of getting different thoughts together about the power of silence. And I saw something say, silence is the ultimate weapon of power. And I thought, hmm, interesting. So it kind of well, went together with something you said a little while ago. I uh, I absolutely can just say amen to all of that because even when you were talking just now, it is benefits. You were just pretty much listing the benefits of moving in silence. So I've had these big moves moving from Detroit to San Diego, San Diego to Europe, Europe back to San Diego, San Diego to Charleston. I went to work in the jail and then from the jail back to San Diego to a little city in California after that. And then now I, I reside in Houston. Um, but when you're moving in silence, the benefit of it is 
you don't have to carry around so many voices. And mm-hmm. when you're when you when you do share with people, people can only give you the best that they have at their revelation level. You know, and everybody has different revelation levels. So if you're moving, if you're if you're making like big leaps, Dewana, and someone has only if you're getting ready to jump down 10 stairs and someone their whole life has only took one step at a time. They're not even if they love the ground you walk on, they're not going to be able to understand. And this was the revelation I got when I left Detroit. My aunt Polly is in that generation that you work 30 years at the same job and you retire. Her mind could not in any way conceive of what I was talking about. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I would, you would have to melt me down and pour me out that good job. Oh, why you quit that good job? <laughs> <laughs> I had to realize her mind is a one step at a time mind, you know, and it's not a, any way to put down my Aunt Polly because I love her and she has rescued me so many times in my life from from things. But um, once I decided decided I wanted to be a move by faith type of person. And let me let me say this. I don't want to talk too much because I know we're running out of time. But when you're moving by faith and you you want to tap into a higher power for some people is the universe, whoever it is for the listener. Sometimes it's not a big voice. You know, sometimes I just got a peace. Um, I just had a peace about coming to Houston. People ask me all the time, well, how did you know Houston was the next place? I just had a peace. You know, I always pray in my shower or my first house. I had an altar. I used to go pray in this altar in my house, but I never built me another altar because I just knew I wasn't going to be anywhere long enough. But um, I pray in the shower and I'm like, Lord, can I go? You know, can I go? I'm just always asking him, can I go? Sometimes it's not now. Sometimes it is a scripture. Sometimes it's just that peace that falls on you. It's nothing tugging on the inside of you. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go to Houston. So um, that's how I ended up here. Hey, it's your girl D. Lachey here. I want to let you know that thanks to you all, my platform and reach is expanding with each episode that I publish. You all know my motto. We all have a voice in this world and we deserve to be heard. So I want to do my part in helping others get their voice heard. If you have a story to tell, a product or service to promote that can be a blessing to our audience, or if you simply just want to be a part of our discussion, please email us at theysaythepodcast at gmail.com. I would love to have you on as my special guest. Thank you so much for listening. And now back to today's episode. It is so much. I thought about how with myself, um, how I got kind of to a point where I was always second guessing myself and kind of just fearful of things. And when I started thinking about this whole being silent, like just guarding myself, protecting myself. One of the things that I think made me this way, I'll use the perfect example right now. You know that my youngest son um, just recently moved to Georgia to pursue his acting career. And for me, I just thought, oh my God, you know, like he's not ready. He's only 22, you know, he doesn't have this, he doesn't have that. You know, you need 
all of this money. You need this, you need that. His mentality was, this is what I want to do. I'm not about to sit up and wait for, you know, X, Y, and Z like you did because, you know, look, and he, he said it respectfully. I mean, you've been wanting to move for a long time. It's probably as far back as I can remember you've been wanting to move, but you haven't, you know, you can't allow your fear to be projected over onto me. And I thought about that, like, you know, who do you think he is talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> The young people would get us together, don't you want to? He did, but he was telling the truth. And I thought about something that recently my dad said to me um, when we were over visiting with my dad before my son left. Um, my dad was saying how he was stationed in Georgia um, you know, during the late 60s when he was in the Army, and he loved it in the South, and he never wanted to come back. He said he wanted to, you know, get him a house and live in the, in the South. And his dad told him he needed to come back home to Detroit, and so he went back home. And I thought, huh? Like, why did you do that? But it goes back to that generation where they just a lot of the older generation kind of just feel like there has to be this this you know backbone like the family all has to be together or nobody can't you know jump out and and do certain things and i feel like i subliminally fell into that type of thinking because the more i i just when i think back the more that i talk about anything and I get different opinions, all these different opinions are going around in my head and it crowds what I'm thinking. Amen. You know, it crowds that and it winds up making me doubt whatever it is. So if if the voice of God is speaking to me, let's just say if, if the voice of God said X, Y, and Z, and I'm talking to a whole bunch of other people trying to get maybe somebody else's validation or maybe somebody's stamp of approval or whatever the case may be. I've just clouded what it is that God said to me because I'm looking for something else. So I'm just learning how to be a person who walks by faith. And sometimes in that faith, like you said, you have to trust God and be silent. You know, so that's that's where I'm at right now, really. So, uh, you yeah. know, I just I just really respect the the effort because when you think about it, I had heard this somewhere. Sometimes we have paralysis by analysis. You're thinking, and then those things that paralysis by analysis becomes conditioning. And I remember I I had a little job, and they sent me to Denver for the job, and. Um, the athletes in Denver are so conditioned because it's like a mile high, a mile above, a mile above sea level, or uh, and it's just very um, thin air. It's just like you have to be conditioned. But whatever you subject yourself to is going to condition you. And if you live your life listening to other people, even without your permission, you'll be conditioned to have that 
paralysis by analysis. And I, I realized this in my own family where everybody worked the same job for 30 years. Everybody retired with a Ford GM or Chrysler pension, everybody basically. And um, my mother worked for the city, but everybody else just had husbands or, you know, they just stayed on the same job. And so I grew up seeing that. And I told my brother, though, I said, you know what, I am not going to die five minutes from where I'm born. You know, I thank God for my ancestors and my aunts and uncles who raised me and helped me. But I don't want this life for myself. You know, and at the time when I had made the decision that I didn't want that life for myself, no one made that decision. Everyone just kind of worked and did what we saw. And so, of course, it's going against the grain. You know, you're going against the grain of your family and uh, they have so much to say. But as I've as I've learned, it's just certain people in my family. You know, if you needed a, a um, no matter how much your son that went to Georgia loves you, if you needed a kidney transplant, you're not going to go to him to perform the operation because it's it's just a skill thing. I had to learn that it's just certain people you cannot go to to get that validation and support you need in the moment. I have people I go to, Dewana, that help me. You know, pray for me when I'm getting ready to jump to ten stairs. They'll pray for me. They won't speak any negative doubt unbelief into my situation but it's a very small circle and I've known them for like 40 years anybody else I'm, I'm still engaging with people and loving on them but I'm not telling them what's inside my bubble inside your bubble you can only let a few people you know when you let people inside your bubble they know you intimately and so everybody can't get inside your bubble that's what I've learned absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. It reminds me of an old saying that everybody that came with you can't go with you. Yep. That that definitely, I, I totally get that. Totally. Um, and you know, things that I'm learning now, um, I know you had mentioned that when you were younger, um, you know, you talked a lot. Um, it's so interesting because when I was younger, I was very quiet. And when I say that to people who know me now, they're looking like, huh? you know, I can't even imagine that. Um, like all of my, my mom's um, good, good girlfriends that, you know, were present when I was um, in my, my adolescent years and, and teen years, when they see me now, they sometimes are still very shocked because they knew the shy, what they thought was the shy little girl who just was silent and, you know, just, I won't say that I kept to myself. Um, I just really wasn't very vocal. I, I listened, I, you know, I had fun with, with my peers, you know, my cousins and, and things like that, my friends. But I, when I was around adults, I was just very silent. Um, around people that I didn't know, I was very silent. And one of the things that I um, was reading about silence is how when you are silent, it gives you more of an ability to, you know, observe things, you know, observe people, observing situations, you know, things like that. If you're just talking all the time, you know, how can you really, you know, know what's going on? So it's definitely a 
a definite um, great thing. And like I said, all, I say this all the time, you know, I'm grateful for lessons. Um, lessons have become blessings for me because I feel like there's growth. You know, it's not always about being right. Another nugget that I got from my friend is not always being about being right, but it's about being better. You know, if the goal is being right, something is, is wrong with that. The goal is to be better. And so in being silent, one thing that I know or, or that I've observed and I want to ask, have you ever, you know, got this? Is sometimes being silent is being looked at as being overly secretive or being negative. Like, do people ever, you know, get that from you? Especially being a person who you're very um, hands-on, you will cheer people, you know, on. In I'll use, for example, a new relationship, you know. Um, you might ask questions. You might say, well, how does this feel? Or how's that? Or how, you know, but you're not very vocal about your life. Like, is that something you ever get, um, you know, perceived as, or have you ever heard that, that it's, you know, a negative or whatever? Yeah. I mean, when you're dealing with humanity, of course, no matter what, Mother Teresa probably had people talking bad about her, no matter <laughs> what. <laughs> no matter what you do so yeah people will say well we share with you and you don't share with us you share with me because you feel comfortable you know so I um yeah people have of course um not necessarily like that I'm not as vocal I have been more vocal about dating in my 50s um everyone talks about it right it's just truly a very interesting time to be single but I my natural gift is exhortation to build people up to see a gift in a person and call it forward you know because mm -hmm. the gifts in us want to be you know the gifts deserve a stage period everyone has one and so I just always fix my eyes on someone and when I see their gift, I'm just calling it forward from the spiritual realm because we need it, right? We need all the gifts working in the earth. And um, and I don't do I don't do fake. You know, people sometimes may misread because I'll see a gift in you. And even if I don't care for your personality, I'm cheering that thing on like, dang, she is very good at this. She is very good at that. No matter who you are. I, once I recognize your gift in you, I'm calling that thing forward from now on, just like it's a blessing that you're gifted in this way. And that's my assignment on earth to be, um, I guess, a, a um, gift maker. I just call that thing forward. If I see it on you, I'm telling you, like, you're beautiful. You have this. I think you personally, you are very gifted with starting conversations and they can be controversial. I think you're meant to be famous. You and a, another friend we have who's very funny. I believe God anointed her with humor. Is she is just naturally funny. If I'm having a bad day and I get around her, period, the end, I'm laughing about whatever. Yeah. So um, that's just me. It's not easy moving in silence sometimes. Um, it's painful. Sometimes you, you want to have people to talk. I have a trusted group and they may not be available and I'm going through something. And um, sometimes it's painful, but I had a revelation or I read somewhere that tears were prayers too. Psalm 56 mm -hmm. and 8. So sometimes I just cry. Mm -hmm. You know, I just cry about it. It's nothing to, 
any shame to me in crying, you know. Absolutely. We can go on and on and on. I'm like, we'll be on the phone three hours. (laughs) (laughs) But like just silence and how, you know, powerful it just is. And I'm really, like I said, this whole power list of, of topics is just, it was amazing to me how it came to me um and i just thought it was great like it it just was great there's so much um that's going to come from this even i just thought about something i don't even know if that's on the list but that other friend of of ours that we were talking about i was like so yes she has to be the one that i have when we talk about the power of laughter because she is definitely just with any and everything, you know, there is something humorous that's said, you know, and you need that. I mean, there's there's just so much, but even, you know, with the whole aspect, like you were just saying about how sometimes it's painful to be silent, life is not always going to be a bed of roses you know it's it's just not sometimes we have to go through certain things to get to the next part you know of whatever our assignment whatever our purpose is sometimes things hurt a little bit before they may feel good you know like childbirth you know childbirth hurt like hell <laughs> you know, then you, you have this beautiful life that you're looking, you know, you have this baby that's anybody who's ever had a child, you know, that has been in this type of pain and then immediately this pain shifts now to love and something so beautiful, you're not even thinking about the pain anymore. Because now you're in, you know, the love aspect. So, yeah, that that uncomfortability when it comes to silence, because it is, it is definitely uncomfortable. I find myself a lot of times, I'll pick up my phone and be ready to call somebody about something. I'll even have a whole text message typed out. And then something will say, nope, you need to sit in that. You need to think about that a little longer or nope, you don't need to say that. And I'll I'll copy the, the message <laughs> and delete it. I'll, I'll copy it and paste it in my notes. And then I'll just delete it and say, you know, I'm going to think about this a little longer. But it's over here in my notes just in case I need to copy it <laughs> and paste it back in that thread. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it it's discipline. It takes a lot of discipline, I think, to be silent. And ultimately being, I think when you're able to really control when you're silent, that's really another source of of strength because, you know, silence, it gets attention. It it does. It it gets attention when you're silent, when, when something's going on and you know, you're not saying anything or like, let's use a a couple that's having a a disagreement. And men say this a lot of times, oh man, when a woman gets silent, uh, you know, you know something is up. I mean, silence can change things. It definitely can. So 
this definitely has been a very great, great, great conversation. I'm, I'm really glad that you made it to the booth. That's what I always say. <laughs> <laughs> to the virtual booth. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. And I thank your listeners for tuning in. I, I pray for your audience to just grow and grow. You're such a wonderful person. I have... Um, I don't have anything but respect for you. You've raised your children and now you get to live. I can really relate to that trajectory of life. I, I did a lot of sacrifice when I was raising my son. So I'm just excited to see this power series. I did listen to the power of trauma and Ebony had me thinking about the limited permissions I give my own self for trauma. So I'm looking forward to each episode giving me something something to think about and meditate on mm-hmm. as I go about my life in Houston. And thank you so much for having mm-hmm. me do. No problem. It has been my pleasure. I have nothing but love and respect for you as well. I think you've done an awesome job. You know, you just had your one, but he's definitely from the time that I have, um, you know, engaged his presence, a very well-mannered, respectful young man, and he has his, his journey. So I think that when you can raise your children to, you know, fly, like I, I, I was so mad at Facebook the other day. I typed a long post. It was <laughs> going to be for my son. And some kind of way or another, when I went to post it, it said, there's a problem right now or something. We'll let you know when it's fixed. And I'm like, (laughs) what? Like, I said some great words. But I ended the post by saying, fly, baby bird, fly. And I just, you know, I have so much respect for people that safeguard their dreams their desires their passions you know things that just matter safeguard those things and you know let people let your your work i heard something like this before let your work or or whatever it is that you're doing speak for you so Mm -hmm. i think that that's definitely um powerful sometimes the most powerful words that you can say is nothing you know nothing at all the more silent you are the more you can hear listen and observe people situations and or environments so once again thank you very much for joining me perry story thank you thank you thank you and thank you all for listening as usual your time and your attention is never taken for granted until next time Thank you for listening to They Say the Podcast with D. Lachey. See you later. I invite you to follow me on all of my social media platforms, starting with Facebook, They Say the Podcast with D. Lachey. Then you can go on over to Instagram, where you can find me, They Say underscore the podcast. Then go on over to Twitter, where I'm They Say underscore D. Lachey. You can find me on YouTube, They Say with D. Lachey. And you can email me at theysaythepodcast at gmail.com. As we bring this episode to a close, remember that you are what you attract. Know that energy is contagious, so strive to put out what you want to receive back. 
Remember, boundaries are necessary to protect your peace. And lastly, you have a voice in this world and you deserve to be heard. So until next time, see you later. Bye.